Unix Overlook Pop Culture. Hey there, everybody. Um, welcome to episode 59 of the next report. Uh, guess who is back? Woohoo! Long time, folks. <laughs> yeah, um, Stephen Kelly has been um, settling into his new place. Uh, where are you at now, for those who don't know? I actually moved about an hour away from where I, where I did live. Uh, you know, we lived in Warrensburg, both of us, and then within the past few months, we both actually moved. I now live in Eastern Independence, so a little bit, little ways away. It's closer to work, and that was my main thing. So I was having to drive 45 minutes or so to work every single day. And and I I had to. You already know about the harrowing saga of me signing up for DSL with CenturyLink. You had to deal with. Oh yeah, well, I had AT and T UVerse where I actually uh, was cut off from the internet for about two weeks before I could finally get them to come out and be able to handle that for me. That was exciting. Yeah, yeah, and and at, at the very least, I'm very fortunate because the little CenturyLink building, I'm only. We're only a few blocks away from it, so nice. and and we kind of went over in previous episodes the benefits of DSL if you're really right in the center of the service area in your city or town, you don't have to share bandwidth with your neighbor, so to no. speak. But um, but there are other things to take into consideration. Um, it it's it's been a while. Um, been thinking a lot about you as of late. One of the th- one one day I I was perusing the internet and an article from Cracked popped up. Um, you know, talking about you know fought you know five things I learned about being the you know most hated person on the internet, at least for a few weeks, by an individual named Zoe Quinn. And, and it's one of those things where it's kind of, kind of hard to criticize, because if you're not careful, you'll be accused of being um, a misogynist. Uh, I'm yeah. not even pronouncing that correctly, but uh, <laughs> accused of basically bias against women. I'm reading this. I read the whole thing and I'm like I'm like something about this is off kilter just instinct immediately 9 times out of 10 if gender based arguments are used um the full story is not being told yeah usually it's a knee jerk reaction to something that's actually going on and they basically a lot of people you know on both sides of it cuz there's the the opposite argument you know oh, people yeah. make well that you know, if it's a man, the media is controlled by women. If it's a woman, the media is controlled by men, and so and so. And they jump, you know, people that are in that situation jump to that crazy, you know, thing. And it's just like it invalidates arguments when you do that. That's the same as, you know, saying, well, you know, like comparing a politician to Hitler. You go that far and you're done, basically. Yeah, mul- basically multiple violations of Godwin's law. Yeah. Um, and so. One of the things that you brought up, you know, to kind of illustrate what's, what we're about to discuss is, um, I kind of I, I kind of remember I kind of remember this popping up like a long time ago, in internet time. It's a it's an it's eons ago. Um, Stephen Colbert uh, pops off about about. Um, what, what was that phrase that he used? Um, well, it, it was basically he he was trying to uh, make he was bringing up the whole Washington Redskins controversy, where <clears throat> the owner of the Redskins, despite public outrage and uh, Native American tribes not wanting to have the team be called Redskins anymore, because that's not a name they call themselves. That'd be like you know dropping the in-bomb on a sports team. You can't do that. But he is a satirist, and to satirize it, he basically he had a video of the owner basically saying, hey, we've made a Native American college fund or something, and it was very half-hearted. 
So he jokingly said that it would be the equivalent of having um, a company for Asian people called, and let me see if I can get this exact thing, the Ching Chong Ding Dong Foundation for Sensitivity to Orientals or whatever. And it's inherently racist because that's the joke. It was basically saying, yes, that this guy doesn't care, and he basically made an even more ridiculous thing that was similar. But what had happened is, out of context, people on Twitter jumped on this, started a hashtag called Cancel Colbert, and ran with And there was any, any grievance that they had against male or white men became suddenly Col- uh, Stephen Colbert became the poster boy of. And it went ridiculous, basically, in the matter of days. So, and... And so there, there's, and there, and I want to also note that the whole Redskins thing. Those who were trying to get the team to change its name, that in and of itself wasn't without controversy. They've, they've, it's been tried before. The way I read it was a poll was done of Native Americans. And in that poll, most of them didn't care. <laughs> yeah. But because certain que- leading questions weren't asked, it wasn't seen as valid. And, and again, it kind of it kind of shows. I'll, I'll have to find it and pull pull up that article too. But it kind of also goes into into the um, topic that we're talking about today um, I don't watch football so I personally don't care one way or another uh, <laughs> um, because there are there, there's been uh, high schools exclusive to Native Americans if memory serves that called their team the Redskins so I'm like I don't know um, it's it's basically I see it as not my place. If it'll be sorted out, it'll be sorted out. If not, um, there's more to me. There's more pressing issues to worry about than what one calls a sports team. Um, and basically, like what that whole thing introduced me to was the concept of the so-called quotation marks social justice warrior which is what these Twitter people were. And basically what they have a tendency to do is jump on something that's in the news and completely switch it to something else related to the fact that they are being oppressed by people. And they have basically, the reason a lot of them have basically ruined the causes for a lot of the people they claim to be the spokesman for, whether that be feminism, racial rights, etc., because they take it to some crazy radical position that is like complete, almost as bad as, you know, the groups that they claim. It it basically, for instance, I'll just use this. You can't, you can't fight, you know, a group like the Ku Klux Klan or something by being just as crazy as they are. That doesn't work. That makes everyone look bad. And that's kind of what they're, the, the kind of stuff that they do. Right. And, and for the for those of you who are curious about wait, social justice warriors, it, it, if you want to see how rapidly your brain cells can die, and we're talking faster than an episode of Happy Tree Friends die, um, Reddit has an actual has an actual thing called Tumblr in action. Um, so basically here, um, oh, I even see one that says Tumblr in action is a festering wound. (laughs) Pumpkin spice lattes. Tumblr users can't stand that people like smartphones. You hate a vile like, character. Like the pumpkin sky spice one. The the Twitter literally says it's someone posted a Twitter. Why are straight white boys so against pumpkin spice lattes? Maybe they should be against other things like I don't know rape culture. That sounds like a joke, 
that person is completely serious. They have taken the like pumpkin spice lattes and somehow twisted that into an argument about rape culture. You hate a vile character? No, you hate women. White women have a psychological penchant for fangirling over serial killers. Marriage is a notion of the patriarchy. <laughs> Being transgender doesn't allow me to make vague Facebook statuses. And basically what this, you know, our topic for today basically is tied to this completely because this stuff kind of reared up again recently where these sorts of people decided to take on gamers. And so what you ended up having, for lack of a better word, was 4chan versus Tumblr basically come out of nowhere. <laughs> and, and just let everybody know, we are on Tumblr, though don't, oh, post, don't post everything very often, just every now and then. Thinking about maybe posting something there every Tuesday, Tuesday Tumblr, something like that, but... Tumblr um, isn't inherently bad by any means. It's just kind of like Tumblr seems to be the place where a lot of these people go. It's kind of like I, I use a WordPress, and WordPress gets kind of accused of being like the fanboy page. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just these different groups kind of all become saturated <laughs> with someone that people don't like, and Tumblr, unfortunately, got the social justice people. So... So to, to kind of set 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 the stage for this, um, an individual named Zoquin uh, put out a game named uh, Depression Quest. I'm thinking it was, if memory serves, it was some online creation tool of some sort that was used to put this thing together. Um, I haven't looked at it. I probably will when I get the chance, just well, people, to see. People were mad because she got funded by Steam Greenlight, and like, and there's a tendency for, uh, like, I guess just a, I haven't played the game myself, so I can't really say anything. But there were people that from the get-go seemed to hate the game, and I don't know exactly why. I think a lot of it had to do with it being an adventure game, and that's not a really you know quote-unquote cool type of game to be making right now. And, uh, you know, it just kind of went from there, basically. Um, and and uh, one, one, one person, um, uh, Phil Wesley, he's the owner of DMG Ice. I kind of watch, watched a video of his where he talked about it and something about needing more visuals, uh, not so many typos. Good first effort, but needs work. So I, I'll have to look at it later. Um, but yeah. what happened to get this game press kind of is where this whole controversy starts. Yeah. Um, she she was accused of basically sleeping with somebody in order to have them give this game press. Of sorts. And the caveat there is that it was a, like a jilted ex-boyfriend that made this accusation. So it immediately puts you in the dirty laundry territory. You don't want to be in as an outside observer. So, and 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 this would have been one of those things that would have blown over in a couple of weeks, at most, and then all of a sudden. Shitstorm hits. Um, yeah. What wound up happening? Multiple threads get deleted all of a sudden off of 4chan, um, off of other sites. People do some digging around, and allegedly, um, it was because she asked the right people, "Hey, can you remove this?" Well, not um, only that, but there were uh, DMCA things that were going on too. She was uh, accusing people of. Uh, plagiarizing and getting stuff taken down through the digital copyright of Millennium Cocker can't talk the DMCA <laughs> she was going through and having stuff forcibly removed and so it just you know the Streisand effect hits and 
bam, goes public. Um, so that, and and then all of a sudden, uh, articles just started popping out. All of a sudden, um, gamers are over or something like that. And it's just. So that, that just sets the stage for controversy back and forth. Um, you were the one that you were the one that told me about more of the full story about Quinn being a social justice warrior as well, which adds more fun to the mix. Well, yeah, and like basically the main situation there is that. Um, Yes, there are there are a lot of people that are really misogynist towards females in the gaming industry. Um, you can see that basically looking at any, you know, even if people are doing it as a joke, you look at any video and people are like, there's a a, a person named Anita Sarkeesian who basically she makes these videos that are talking about feminism in video games, and her videos aren't inherently you know bad by any means, but you would think that she was basically committing some kind of atrocity against mankind because all of a sudden she ends up with these, you know, hate-filled threats constantly on her YouTube, and people, I guess, found out her actual house information and were calling her and doing death threats and stuff. That's ridiculous. Like, that stuff is... And that, that adds, like, fuel to the fire because if someone gets in that mindset where they're constantly being attacked by this, you know anonymous male gamer demographic, they're going to suddenly lash out at it. And that's these kind of things just feed each other, basically. Right. And 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 it, and and that and that's, you know, part of that it um reminds me of why when one posts publicly on the internet, they have to they have to used to be you could feel like you can be yourself and no big deal. Now you have to practically walk on eggshells in some cases, depending on where you're at. Yeah. Uh, otherwise your words are either taken the wrong way or if they're taken the right way, it's blown out of proportion to the point where you're like, um, where, where some people were like, Oh, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. Um, the the one comic book guy who had this ran on Facebook that went out of control. At least he had the intelligence to walk away from this because yeah, he, he realized that was not a fight he needed to be in basically after a while. And, um, regardless of how he felt, and somebody like me looking at this from the sidelines, going, "Okay, I understand where he's coming from, but there's too much emotion in this." Yeah, and and Quinn, on the other hand, seems mm -hmm. to be taking the baseball bat. There's a beehive hitting the beehive and wondering why bees are coming out of it. Well, and to me, it looks like she she got outed by her ex boyfriend, basically saying, "Yeah, the reason you're getting all this press because your game is because you're sleeping around in the you know there's an ethical situation where you're sleeping around." That could have been, you know, just a situation where she could have. It, it's a that's a personal attack that has nothing to do with gaming as a whole. But unfortunately, all of a sudden, people reading this because he made it very public what was going on, started taking it upon themselves to attack her. And then instead of just kind of letting it disappear, she then went to Twitter got a bunch of like-minded people to suddenly declare war on gaming as a whole, and look where we are now. And now you've got companies like the Wall Street Journal, I believe, posting incredibly one-sided articles that don't, you know, talk about the kind of bad stuff that she may have been doing, or, you know, and basically what it does is it takes it from the original concept of, hey, there's this, uh, these journalistic ethics situations going on and turns it completely into men hate women in gaming. And and that's kind of kind of the issues that I've noticed that I'm like, wait, they're because I 
after reading some of the comments on some of the stuff, I'm like, yeah, some of these people are sounding very, very reasonable on this. Going, and there are people who have even said, I don't like, I don't agree with her being harassed like this, and I, I, I agree with that as well. Um, there are lines you don't need to be crossing on things like this. At the same time, we're ignoring a larger issue that's popping up, and that's um, so-called video game journalism, where where you're caught in this trap of having to do things a certain way, otherwise you don't get access to demos, you don't get access to stuff before it's released, so you can review it um, at all. And basically... To where to the point where large game companies, publishers, dictate the direction of coverage on games and what have you. So, and you you've kind of you kind of ran into that sort of issue to a point yourself. You used to you used to write for an independent site. Yes, I did. Yeah, I ran into. A couple situations like that, which kind of brought into the question independence of a gaming site. And I, you know, I loved writing for the site that I wrote for. Um, when I started doing it, it was completely voluntary and did it just because it was kind of a cool thing. You know, hey, I work for a video game website. And then, unfortunately, when money came into it, that's when stuff started getting kind of iffy because the, the site owner started getting a lot of uh, advertising revenue. Um, and then there would suddenly be things that were going on, like occasionally we would get banner ads uh, sponsored by something, and we would get decrees of, hey, don't say anything bad about this game because they're sponsoring the site for this week, which is fine. But, you know, if there's a controversy going on or something, I think we were sponsored by Medal of Honor, and there was a big controversy going on. We weren't allowed to talk about it while that banner ad was up there because the sponsor might pull out and it would have, you know, hit the bottom line. There was other times where um, it was heavily implied that a game review you were giving something might need to be tweaked up a little bit. I was never, you know, told, hey, you know, give this game this this review, but sometimes it was, you know, I would have a review that would point towards a certain score and they would say, how about you take that up a couple notches? And that was basically to... Not to, they were worried they were going to piss off game companies because there was some big situations at the time going on where uh, I know, for instance, Ubisoft very publicly got reprimanded because they tried to basically dictate uh, the journalistic ethics of a couple companies and told them, you know, if you don't give our games higher than eight out of ten, we're going to pull funding and stuff. And and they they got ripped a new one. and put in their place, I'm assuming. Well, basically, the person that got this shakedown threat went public. He quit the site in question. I believe it was GameSpot, but I, I don't remember off the top of my head. It was either GameSpot or it very well might have been a, a published magazine at the time, but one of them, the, the gentleman, ended up... Uh, I, I can look at that here in a sec. He ended up uh, basically outing them, and then it caused a big crap storm in the media about, you know, are these actual reviews, or are these basically paid advertisements, which is what they kind of turn into at this point. And a bunch of stuff like that just made it to where after a while, I stopped having fun with it, and when my actual job, you know, I switched jobs in 2011, when that happened, I basically had to make a choice where I said, uh, you know, I left on good terms and everything, but I look back at it and I'm like, well, I'm kind of glad I left at that point because it's gotten awful now. And and there, there's we've got a Reddit thread that kind of breaks it down. Um, one of the articles I read on Forbes um, criticized those who were hailing Breitbart as actually having real journalists because because of the political leanings of that particular site. Uh, the bad news is um, people on, on a lot of mainstream sites and venues, they're not, they don't do what other people on other sites do that are more independent. They, 
they look for the information no matter where it's at, read between the lines, remove editorialism from the mix, and look at what facts are presented. Um, Breitbart apparently published emails um, confirming that there may be an issue here with 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 the whole whole controversy where um, people from various game publishing companies and and before anybody goes haywire over what people from various publications uh, talk to each other in their own private groups um, well it's it's kind of kind of like think of it like networking yeah it's nothing new it it happens in every industry, um, in one way or another. Sort of like how people who are in the support area of retail, where they sell point-of-sale machines, things like that, I'm fairly confident they, they probably talk to each other, too, in regards to certain things like, oh, we better not use this software. It's in these point-of-sale terminals. It's uh, It's vulnerable or it's known to crash right in the middle of a transaction or something. Um, various professions have these. That's not the issue. The issue is uh, when do you need to kind of go, you know, we, we know this person's going through all of this. Should we be saying, hey, let's send her a card of support? Is that appropriate? Is that not so appropriate? And and folks, this is one of the reasons I don't identify myself as a journalist. It is a rough profession. Um, yeah. Because basically, you have to remove every every ounce of your humanity, except for a little bit, act as a robot, basically of sorts, which can be both good and bad. The good part is you're minimizing any bias. Bad part, in my view, is you're more susceptible to to ed- editors. Which, if it's a, if you're working with a very good editor or one that's you know very open to new ideas, suggestions, and what have you, it can be a good thing. If if it's an editor that wants only one point of view displayed, no matter what, well. We run into the question of balance. Well, um, like a couple of the main like issues right now that are going on that they're having are the people that are basically with the the Zoe Quinn thing, people that are in bed with the, the reviewers, basically, like you know, literally and figuratively, where they, hey, I'll do stuff if you can give me a better review, whether it be a bribe of some kind, like hey, here's all this swag if you you know be sure to remember us when you're reviewing the game. Or, you know, there's actually, have you heard about the people that are on Patreon and other things like that? Um, describe that a little bit for me. I've been out of the loop in video games, um, and I'm try, trying to get back into things a little bit on that one. Pretty much Patreon, what it is, is it's, it's a, a tool for people to, um, like, let's say, you, you you know, you run a website, you wanted to set up a Patreon page. It's kind of like a, a, a hybrid of, like, a Kickstarter and you say, right. hey, if I write an article, you you, you, you pledge to give me a dollar, basically. Uh, it's my gotcha. transactions. Well, there's game journalists that have these Patreon pages now, which is kind of ethically in a gray area because there's nothing really stopping a company from saying, hey, we'll kick you, you know, 20 bucks an article, Mr. You know, guy that writes for this website. Right. And being on the payroll in just in a weird backwards way. And that's been happening a lot lately, and that kind of pulls things into question. You also have people that are like uh, going out of their way; they're, they're, you know, they're backing Kickstarters and stuff, and basically helping develop the game, and then turning around and, uh, you know, reviewing them. And that's even kind of an ethical problem you don't want to make light because technically you had input on it. That'd be like me writing a book and then reviewing it and saying this was the greatest book ever made. Yeah. And- and just just to let people know, believe it or not, it is possible to be f- to have a group or whatever publish a publication. 
be friends with game publishers and still do honest reviews. Yeah. This, um, there was a company called Sierra. They eventually became known as Sierra Online. They bought out by like Disney or something like that. But back in the 80s, when before the great video game market crash where everything was oversaturated, um, and you can find out about this in Stephen Levy's Hackers, Heroes of the Computer Revolution. It's in the third part where they talk about third generation, well, talk about, you know, video game hackers where they, they're able to code things on the fly and create video games for various companies. Um, a publication basically said this game was terrible, the quality was low, and... And yeah, the 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 friends of the of the of Ken Williams and such who owned this publication, yeah, they they felt bad, but they still wanted to remain honest. So it can be done. Um, I think nowadays, though, disclosure is in order. If you're like, hey, yeah, they're they're a friend of mine, but this is we're not going to let this affect our 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 basically. Obligation to you be to be as fair as possible. Unfortunately, people are not willing to do the disclosure part. Hence, the controversy that has been popping up and then glossed over by social justice warriors, or one thing or another. So, one thing that's really disheartening is if you um, if you try to look up, you know. This, this whole thing is called Gamergate. If you try to look this up on Wikipedia, for instance, you'll notice that the entire Gamergate thing is entirely about the misogynist aspect of it. The entire, every single, and if you go to their talk page, every single instance where someone has tried to add in things about what actually originally caused it or you know, the whole thing about gaming, journalistic ethics, it's been wiped clean, and then they put things in there that are entirely um, based upon the fact that it's the bearded man-children fighting the women type, you know, stereotype, and it's, it's ridiculous because it's, you have a, a you know, we could have a big, giant argument about Wikipedia here, but or a, a big, you know, thing, but that's a side deal. But basically, you have people that are on this side that, rather than wanting to listen to actual arguments, are just trying to silence the other side of it. I don't even think they're two sides. I think it's two entirely different arguments, basically, and they're, one of them's getting co-opted, in my opinion. Um... And I noticed a couple of boxes have popped up. Um, please be calm and civil when you make comments and when you present evidence and avoid personal attacks. I take it these don't normally pop up on discussion pages. No, basically this, this particular um, site or this particular article has been flagged as being like It'd be like if you did an article right now on, like, the Russian-Ukrainian, uh, like, war basically going on. You would end up having similar care taken in this because it's so politicized that you're going to have both sides trying to go in there and silence the other one. But unfortunately, a dumb topic about how gamers are doing this stuff has suddenly been um, overshadowed by this. So instead of it taking a a you know objective approach, you have people going in there fighting each other. And what I what I actually linked to you, and we can put this in the notes or something, is the talk page, which is where people say, "Hey, I don't quite agree with this," and you know people are writing giant you know vitriol-filled messages to each other, like you know you're not you don't understand the ethics of Wikipedia and all this stuff, and it's just like, good lord, people. Yeah, the the because I I I've seen like a talk page or two before. This has a thing saying "Please be respectful." This also has a second yellow box with the exclamation point. This is not a forum for general discussion about Gamergate controversy. Um, 
Any such comments may be removed or refactored. Please limit discussion to improvement of this article. You may wish to ask factual questions at the reference desk, discuss relevant Wikipedia policy at the village pump, or ask for help at the help desk. Um, and also, it must contain adhere to biographies of living persons. Um, contentious material that is unsourced or poorly sourced must be removed immediately from the article in its talk page, especially if it's potentially libelous. The problem is that um, the situation is the way Wikipedia works, is it only wants you to put sourced material in there from, like, you know, Wall Street Journal and stuff like that. But an argument can be made that at the very core of this situation is uh, journalistic corruption within the gaming industry. So right. you can make the argument that you can't really trust those sources either. And that's the problem is you have uh, articles getting posted in support of this that are from various publications, but the counter argument is being silenced because it's from a smaller website. And that's yeah. one of the tactics they were using to silence that uh, fine young capitalists thing we mentioned earlier. Um, fine young capitalists, um, they were, they were, they were an initiative trying to get more women into gaming. Am I correct? Correct. Uh, what happened with that? Because um, apparently there was a conflict. Allegedly, they made up publicly. Well, they, they had some questions, uh, basically, because you end up with a shady area whenever you're promising. It's, it was basically like a – it's not really a scholarship, but it was like a, a contest for female game developers. Right. And what happened was there was a question as to whether a transgendered person could go in there, and they said, yes, but you have to have identified as a woman – at this point in time in order for us to, you know, do this. That was keeping people from trying to say, hey, this is an easy way for me to get in here. Hey, I'm a woman now. And yeah. this apparently made Zoe Quinn mad. And, you know, we keep going back to Zoe Quinn here. She was doing a similar, trying to do a similar thing. And so she basically started attacking this group. This, this whole thing got drug into the Gamergate thing. As a pro, you know, as a side deal, but she went on there and got a bunch of game publishers to all of a sudden start writing art, uh, not game publishers, a bunch of uh, journalists to start writing articles. Uh, fine young capitalists are anti-transgendered people, and fine young capitalists are racist, and fine young capitalists are doing this. They're at, you know, they're just blah 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 blah. And they were getting, like, articles taken down, and they actually lost investors because of this because people were like, I don't want to be part of this stuff. And what ended up happening is 4chan actually came to their rescue, and uh, they had an Indiegogo page, and they actually, like, donated tons of money to it. And then instead of looking at it and saying, wow, 4chan did something good, people were like, 4chan was just trying to spite women by doing that. It was just this ridiculous circle jerk that was awful and completely obstructed the entire purpose of the whole situation. And and for, for those of you who are kind of new to the show or new to the concept of 4chan, the mistake that a lot of people make is they assume that everybody from that site and anonymous is this one cohesive group. No, they're not. Um, it's... In, it's a bunch of individuals. Sometimes they may band together for one cause that may be worthwhile. Other times the cause may be just a prank. It really depends on who, which individuals get together to do something. Um, they're not all part of this big giant machine. And that's where a lot of people get confused or misunderstand and then say, Oh, well, all these people hate women, all these people, and I think that's I think that's a big part of the problem is a lack of understanding. And when you throw the whole all gamers are evil gamers are over type of mentality out there, reminds me of that one Mighty Ducks movie where where the kid is the talented kid due to redistricting of school districts is pulled to one team instead of the other. 
to to the to the ducks themselves. The kid basically said towards the end of the movie, "I don't care about you know all this infighting, all this fighting. I just want to play hockey." A lot of people are like, "I don't." care at the moment about gender issues or any political issues I had a long day at school, at work, whatever I just want to be left alone so I can escape for a little while so I can play the games I enjoy and escape for a little while and then you have all of this happen and they get yanked back into the real world even though they just want a few minutes to relax and I can see how that can get irritating. Does that sound about right, or is there more to it? That's the thing. Is it's just like, and you know, this has happened before with these kind of things. Is you, you know, people are setting aside time to try to do something better in the world, and they get drug into just this quagmire, and it's, it, it's just, it's disheartening because now you've got big. Uh, media companies that are posting these articles about how gamers are all like, you know, slobbering misogynists, and you know, then they post the the video of you know a, a hooker getting beat up in Grand Theft Auto or something, and like, see, it's proof. And it's it's like the whole Doom causing the Columbine shooting all over again. It's just another thing. And my whole thing is most of these people that are jumping on this bandwagon could give a crap about the game industry. They're not trying to do anything to promote, um, you know, women within the games industry. And I'm not trying to pretend that there's not a problem with how women are, you know, portrayed in games or how, like, it's mostly a boys' club. That's obviously the issue. The issue is, is don't use gaming as your battlefield for this proxy war that you're trying to fight where you think that, for some reason, your your opinion is more valid than anyone else's, and you need to scream and shout and silence the other side of it. And and internet satirist Maddox even kind of commented on it long ago, basically saying, "Step up and make a video game." Um, well, he, he he actually recently wrote an article that was even more in tune to this because have you heard about the the whole Spider Woman thing that happened? That was a oh, very similar situation. Absolutely, and basically, and, for those that don't know, a an Italian artist, I believe he was Italian, made a cover to a Spider Woman comic where she was basically um, posed in a very provocative manner, where um, basically it was just kind of a, it, it was kind of smutty. It, it looked like it could have been like she basically didn't have any clothes on. I mean, she was in a you know, fully covered in a bodysuit, but let's face it, it, the fruit would be real, the fabric would be, like, tiny and thin. And Maddox basically pointed out that it caused a bunch of outrage. People were like, women can't really pose like that, and blah, blah, blah. And then Maddox tried to point out that Spider-Man is posed like that in every single picture, but no one flips a crap about how Spider-Man gets posed like that because he is not being... He doesn't have an advocate. You know, there aren't rabid males that, you know that care about how men are objectified. And let's face it, that does happen. You cannot tell me that there aren't situations where men get objectified. Just look at places like, uh, you have like, uh, oh, what's that male strip club? Chippendales, like stuff like that. That kind of stuff, how people are, are in, you know, romantic comedies and stuff. It happens, but they don't have as big of a loud um, lobby that can fight for them. And I honestly don't think most guys give a crap, to be honest, to be completely blunt. And and truth be told, he when he talks about like it's it's like it all these games are filled with, you know, these women, blah 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 blah, and he's like, mm, no shit, it's because that's what people are buying. And then pointing out other people uh, women who actually um had a very very important role in and designing and bringing popular games into the market. Um, who who got it? You know who did very very well. And he um, on on his little little scree 
after the YouTube video. Um, he lists games like uh, Restaurante Amor, Don't Take It Personal, Babe, Just Ain't Your Story, uh, Mismanagement, Long Live the Queen, King's Quest, um, Hey Baby, Dysphoria, Sissy's Magical Pony Corn Adventure, what? <laughs> uh, which he gave an F, and, <laughs> and and his paragraph says it all at the end of it. So there you have it: a cross section of some of the games made for women by women, and one game made by formerly a man for formerly women slash men. I can't wait to load my save point to shave my tit, some tits, manage stressed out workers, and kill some men for catcalling. Great job, ladies. And and his his smart ass um, fake counter basically says three hundred thirty five thousand two hundred ninety seven million boring ass visual novel games will be developed by women this year. Um, keep in mind he is a satirist and and if you and he's probably one of the few entities out there that's practically immune to social justice warriors because the only thing that they'll do is increase the site traffic. Yeah, you don't want to really... Like, he, he had a big beef with uh, vegetarians for a while where he pissed off a bunch of vegans and they were sending him hate mail constantly. It made <laughs> the website more entertaining and didn't do anything. <laughs> And, and and his thing was the correct way of dealing with things like that is just post the hate mail publicly or some of it and just cheerfully walk away. Um, Quinn keeps coming back. Actually, I don't. I don't. Hopefully, I don't think she'll be talking about this much longer. Otherwise, people are just. Either way, people are just going to get tired of it and walk away anyway and not pay attention anymore. I didn't even know who this person was until she showed up on Cracked, and I'm like, what? And then and then I read the comments, and I'm like, ah, something doesn't seem right. And so it's just I don't appreciate, as somebody who used to play video games avidly growing up, I don't appreciate being referred to as misogynistic. Especially... Well, Oh, go ahead. I was I was outnumbered by two females growing up, <laughs> my, my mom and my sister. And every time I feel like I'm being accused of this, or I read every time I read articles like that, I feel like I'm being accused of that, and it's upsetting. And I'm like, really? I was raised not to do that sort of stuff, and. I feel like I'm being accused of this, and it's basically like if, if you know if you want to go with I'm going to still throw a straw man argument out here. If you want to blame all gamers, we're talking everyone, which coincidentally is about 40% women now, for how a few gamers act. Then you might as well say, well, because of the Westboro Baptist Church, all Christians are crazy, you know, people. You could say because of the Islamic State or ISIS, all Muslims are crazy and evil. You can do those kind of, and that's the problem, is you get a couple idiots on 4chan or something that, you know, want to send death threats and post the Google Maps picture of someone's house on Twitter or something. Yeah, th that sucks, but don't go and just, like, label every single person with the same brush like that, and that's what's happening. Basically, gamers are starting to become the new scapegoat for anything that's wrong in the world. It's getting kind of ridiculous. Absolutely, and and I'm just it, it just gets tiring for me to basically feel like I have to basically apologize because of the reproductive organs I was born with. It's it's getting old pretty quickly, and and ho hopefully it gets better. I don't know if it will, but I hope it gets better before. Before somebody does something really stupid and and people in real life wind up getting hurt somehow. Yeah. Um, all it takes is someone that's mentally unstable to read some of this stuff and you know take it literally or something, and it's it's terrifying that it's they just need to 
let it kind of die out and not promote it so much. The media is just making a big giant spectacle out of it, out of something that should have been on 4chan, basically. You know? Right, right, and and that's my that was my big issue is, and and I think we're running into a you know another big issue as well is established media versus more independent outlets where the independent outlets are trying to do their best to uh, be as fair as possible or have as high quality content as possible, but the money sucks. Yeah. And, and maintaining that balance. So, um, so it, it's, it, it, it's a tough position to be in. Um, you know, especially when you have large companies like World Wrestling Entertainment telling gaming companies or game publishing companies, you cannot have this particular wrestler <laughs> in a vulnerable position in any screenshots you show. And, and, and at least in that case, one site decided to blatantly ignore it. They made an, a review with every single picture was of Triple H getting moves done on him. <laughs> right, and and that's kind of the issue that we've been running into today is it 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 was it was a proxy war between two entities, and then others join in the fray, and people from established type of venues decided to take an opportunity to go after independent. Um. You know venues, and I, I think that's. I think we also kind of touched upon an issue with Wikipedia's policy regarding established sources, which is understandable to an extent. But also, we also know the vulnerability or the issue with that one as well, because the bad news is, if an independent entity did their homework, there's this policy of no original research can be done. Yeah. In other words, you can't do the research yourself. You can't do like some science experiment yourself that's totally original and post results on Wikipedia. Um, you have to get published by some other entity that's established, and then you can be cited. Yeah, and you have to fit with their um, their group of like preordained quote unquote credible sources, which. Yeah, I mean, there's sites you don't want to be on there. As like you, I could write, make a website that says the sky is purple, and post that, and then say I could like get the Wikipedia article and say according to one such website, the sky is purple. That doesn't work. But you also run into situations where you have smaller venues that might have worthwhile content on it that get silenced because they're not Forbes or something like that. And that kind of stuff can be used in a political agenda, and I think that's what we're seeing right now. And and ironically, it's a site where they're trying to avoid having – it has to have a neutral point of view, but uh, what a friend of ours has referred to as POV warriors or keep fighting about things over and over again, which is why he put himself on a self-imposed exile from being an from being some sort of editor on there. And and I remember how he actually went to the library, picked up books, wrote basically was writing an entire research paper editing an article and it's just like like I like the idea of sharing knowledge, but it needs to be able to, to adjust to the times too. And they haven't been able to as of yet. Um I think this kind of uh, wraps up this episode. Since we were able to record ahead of time, gives us more time to get our notes together and and so we don't forget anything. If you have any feedback for this episode, feel free to drop in the comments below. Um, if you're like, oh, where's all these uh, source links and everything else? Some of them I'll I may be able to copy once this thing is published on YouTube, but. The next report.com slash podcast is where the audio is updated and everything else. And I actually have a new version of Podcast Generator installed and looks pretty pretty sweet so far. Um so it 
exciting changes here. Um, it was good to have you back. Oh, I appreciate the, the invite and everything. I didn't intend on being off the show for such a long time, but with uh, moving and everything, it just kind of made it infeasible for a little while. Oh, absolutely. And the good news is um, maybe we'll have some more episodes. And speaking of which, um, episode number 60, the plan is to talk about um, some of the, the Stephen Tompkins Shaggy, as, as we affectionately call him at work, has a new phone. As you all know, I have the Galaxy Note 3 with the cool, with the uh, cool stylus and er, and everything. I can write on the screen. I can literally take screenshots to where it'll let you edit the screenshot with your pen, so I can circle um, circle part of it to emphasize a part, like a comment or something like that, or other things. His is his phone's bigger than mine, apparently, and you can literally use your finger to write. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you can use the end of a pen. Um, what did you just hold up to the camera? That was my laptop as a proxy for a cell phone. <laughs> well, actually, with uh, Google Voice which is being integrated into Hangouts, I think even now you can still get a Google Voice number and get free calling to U.S. and Canada. Um, so so you could literally turn your computer into a voice over IP phone even now. So that... But um, I think this just wraps up the episode, but I'm going to do the same thing I did. we did... In the last episode, um, what are you what are you wanting to talk about in future episodes? Any ideas? People get to hear some brainstorming. Uh, you know, I'd have to probably think about that. I'm not 100 percent sure. There's pretty much a lot of entertainment stuff going on, so maybe some of the new TV shows that are out or something. I know there's a lot of comic book stuff coming out for the all those years that comic book movies were kind of crappy. All of a sudden now, there's so many of them it's hard to keep up with, and comic book TV shows and everything else. So, uh, I've I've started getting um, hooked on Once Upon a Time myself. Um, Rumpelstiltskin oh, being yeah. my favorite character so far. They're taking every fairy tale and kind of integrating them and twisting the characters a little bit. I'm like, what? Peter Pan is a bad guy and a cult leader? You might want to check out, there's a comic book, and there's also a video game for something called Fables. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, Fables? Not, not Similar concept as Once Upon a Time, and I, it's a little, it's a lot darker, because it, it's made on, it was done for the Vertigo comic line, so it's basically DC's, like, adult line, but it's, uh... Very similar, like the main character in, in it can, is basically the big bad wolf, but he's kind of uh, turned into a person, and the love interest is uh, Snow White, more or less. But oh, wow. It's a similar show. If, if you've never seen it, I would recommend. There's a video game out there called uh, A Wolf Among Us, which is a prequel to the whole thing. It's pretty cool. That... And it's the same sort of idea. It's not, you know... Once Upon a Time has mostly the Disney characters. This one has more like obscure characters for the most part. Oh, that's that is really cool. Um, def, definitely looking at some of these some of these shows and because um, um, we 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 have Netflix now and <laughs> and the initial thing was to oh you know do the free trial and see what happens, but then sir, the original series you know Orange the yeah, that that Netflix series, original series, and then Once Upon a Time and other things, and yeah, and I know season four of that won't be on there for a while because it's going to be debuting this Sunday. But, um, but I think that I think some of these TV shows sound <laughs> like a good, good for the sixty-first episode. Okay. 
that we're talking about that. A lot of these shows will hopefully air by that time, so we can <laughs> talk about stuff. Anyway, um, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. Um, hopefully, we'll have a new intro for this particular episode. For now, you can just see our faces on YouTube. Woohoo! Um, we are everywhere. Um, we are even on Tumblr as well. So, um, I'll let it blaming people for stuff on it. You'll get more. We'll get more views. <laughs> oh my goodness! But um, but yeah, thenextreport.com. Uh, we we have a link to the podcast on there. Um, our social networking bar is on the left, as usual, where you can you know and everything else. Um, and I, I'm so glad we have an official official YouTube page now instead of it being linked to my personal Google Plus account. Um, but um, anyway, we will see you um, next episode. Have a good one. <laughs>